aka Patters, we are at the finish line. The last two days of the 31 Days of Dread are upon us, and I am your host, Peter A. DeLuca, aka the Pop Culture Pope, aka Spicy Taco, and this is where we do one horror movie a day for the entire month of October. This is a horror celebration, and we're talking 2010 Nightmare on Elm Street. Say it with me. No Robert England. Alright everyone, before we get into something spooky, let me tell you something. Trial by Fire is my comic book available right now on Indiegogo. Link in the description and I will see you on the printed page. So why why is it? Why why is it so tough for people to get this movie, to understand it? Because I remember when it came out, I rushed to go see it in the theater because I really liked what Michael Bay and Brad Fuller were doing with the Transformer franchise. Now, the, the Transformers, uh, the first one, roughly 2007. And then before then, we got something interesting. These guys, these guys behind Platinum Dunes, it's Michael Bay, Brad Fuller. They were already on a run of dropping horror movie uh, updates and remakes. And I'm all for any attempt for a reboot. I'm all, uh, any attempt. I used to, uh, any, any attempt for uh, a remake, whatever. Because I used to, way, but like, I guess the very end of my film pretentiousness, very end of my film high horsiness. I, I thought there was sacred cows. And bl believe it or not, <laughs> I don't really think there is. I don't think there are many sacred cows when it comes to products. Like, you know, like, could could you imagine that, uh, like, for for example, like, like the formula for some of our favorite foods slowly changes through time. Uh, Oreos have shifted through time. Coca-Cola has shifted through time. Doritos have shifted through time. Do you see my point? If we look at film as product, product versus art, the product wins every time. The art cannot um, make good, good enough product for everyone. The art cannot maintain the company. The art eventually will fail. The best artists are the more commercial artists. Like, it, it, you know, like it, it doesn't matter which way you can mold the argument. You lose. Product first. Uh, you know, I've been, th th this has been a deep YouTube video I, I, I've been debating for a very long time to, uh, to make. Uh, <laughs> so find me on YouTube, aka Pat. So these guys, 2003, they make the, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Which is really the best version of that movie because it has uh, Jessica Biel in it, and and who just doesn't want to look at her for ninety minutes. And then we have uh, Deadpool. Oh, what's his name? Ryan Reynolds. Amityville Horror, the best version in that movie because he's freaking jacked in that movie. Then we have uh, an update on The Hitcher, update on The Unborn. Uh, directed by David S. Goyer. Now, uh, the Unborn. I'm not. There's other movies called Unborn. Let me double check that. I think that that's a reboot. That's an update. And then we have 
Friday the 13th, 2009, which is tomorrow's movie. And then 2010, Nightmare on Elm Street, 2013, The Purge, 2014, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They uh, try and update Ouija in 2014. So, like, you, you guys can, uh, these guys are sitting down trying to, you know, bring horror movies into the modern day. And the reason why I always back these types of updates is because not the very first reason, the, the best reason, is that they're watchable. It's hard. Look, and, and I, you guys know, I've dated a lot. <laughs> there's been, even through this podcast, there's been a lot of babes I've referenced and referred to, not by name, but like, you know, like... I I tried to watch a lot of movies with a lot of babes. Sorry, it's not men, but it's babes, and it's it, like I see it. I you sit down and you're like this. Sit down, like we're watching a good movie. Grab a beer. We got the Dominoes. We got Doritos. We're watching this movie. Popcorn's hot, and it's just like what is this? Everyone's old. Uh, you know, like it's just, it's taken too long. The, these are the things you hear. This is the reality. Even when you watch old horror movies, I would say, especially when you watch all old horror, you, you have to be disciplined in the faith. And I say it's a faith <laughs> of watching cinema, of knowing these movies. And then part of that faith is you, you're dogmatic on what you think is like true and false, what you think is black and white. Nightmare on Elm Street 2010 is as good of a first movie than the original. I've said it. <laughs> Did I blow your mind? Are you, are you still with me? This movie is watchable. This movie is shot. Samuel Bear, this dude, music videos, you name a band, he directed a music video for them. Commercials, this dude is legit. He directed one movie, this is it. This guy shoots a movie for a first-time film director. It's fantastic. But this movie sells the concept right away. We know what Freddy's doing. This movie sells the creepiness, the origin of Freddy Krueger, as well as the original. Now, do we have the do we have that original Robert England series like embedded in our minds? Yes, but not everyone does, and that's what I'm discussing. See, you have to detach yourself, and then when you sit down to watch a movie like this, you have to say to yourself, "I." just want to have fun i need to do a brain dump i want to be entertained i want to be shown something new there are so many of you out there and, and i guess i'm talking uh not just to the critics i'm just talking to those of you who who are on the high horse and i'm just like almost like pleading with you pleading 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 not peeing pleading with you to give this film a second shot because we all know the story of nightmare on elm street but can we really sit down 
like honestly and watch any of those originals with with a babe from today with our best friend from today with our children from today we really can't this movie looked like it made decent cash now there could be an argument that the timing you know like look not every movie that comes out it needs to grow and be a hit right i mean like that's a part of running a film studio you you make your money and you leave if there's a sequel you know like you you need to have like extremely positive proof that there's a sequel warranted this movie's box office may it may not have dictated that but it also could have you know like but the box office part part of that could be the timing of the film's release meaning people just weren't ready for a night nightmare on elm street remake or update i think they are now if that makes any sense uh, look this film 2010 we're we're 10 years later okay <laughs> 2020 the worst year in human history coming at you uh you know and you know, potentially sometimes they're like uh, this was a big discussion point when it comes to Spider Man Homecoming, the Andrew Garfield's uh, amazing Spider Man, Batman Begins. Uh, you know, like there's always a conversation on is it too soon to put it back out? Is it too soon? Uh, because we were confused on what the people might want. If these movies are made economically, I think they can thrive. I think they can push all the barriers. The approach, the idea of making this movie more of a pedophilia's nightmare, more of a uh, truly tortured town. Uh, you know, like these are the concepts that uh, scare the hell out of us at a nightmare on Elm Street. It's, uh, you know, and, and there, I don't think there's been a better version of all of these movies or a better take of the uh, the pain of falling asleep, the pain of keeping yourself awake, the, the fear that these kids have, and the slow unraveling of the mystery of what, what and who Freddy is. Now, there's, a, I want to say trip, trip, Triplicil. It's triplicil. I think that's the the drug prevalent in every single nightmare movie going into. I think it's maybe three till Freddy vs. Jason. I'm not sure if that drug's in the first two nightmares, but there's like a drug these kids take to kind of, um, you know, like uh, make them not dream. Yeah, it would have been nice if that was like a little bit more clear. And in this movie, I think that would have been a good carryover. But the cool thing is, is you get to kind of see people reject good things and people reject fun ideas and people reject fantastic executions like this. Jackie Earl Hurley, Harley, Hurley. I, yeah, I'm forgetting everything today. He, his, his Freddy is, is as good as Robert England's. Uh, yeah, Robert England came out against this version of Freddy, which which I very much remember. I remember that being everywhere. This is a it's it's a simp, it's a cuck move. It's pathetic. You you help create the franchise. The franchise has been very good to you. 
No one remembers you from V or from Phantom of the Opera, Robert England. I do because I'm a, I'm a freak. But whenever someone trashes the, uh, the performance and the efforts of someone else, when you're in that industry, you know, like I almost want to say they're a garbage person. You know, like uh, they, they're holding on to their past success angrily. You know, like, I'm sure Robert England thought he should have been in the movie. Like, you know, like, no, dude. Uh, you know, like, the ship has sailed. We want young. We want new. <coughs> we want to bring this into today. And I don't know, everyone. This is one of my, like, go-to movies. I've seen it at least seven times. Okay, I watched it again before sitting down with all of you just to get reminded of it. And there were still things I forgot that I thought were amazing. The special effects for this movie uh, are great. There, there's a there's a slow motion blood scene of a girl getting killed above her bed. That is just awesome. The, uh, the anxiety of the kids. I love the, the pressure of the parents. I love uh, Everything with Freddy Krueger is great in this movie. This movie swerves. You think that the kids lied to set up Freddy Krueger for a little bit of this movie. That's a great swerve. They added the right twists and turns to movies that aren't like... like are, are we putting Nightmare on Elm Street and all the others on a, a too high of a pedestal? I mean, we expect these movies to be of a certain quality. That's fine. But when, but when the 2010 comes in above that line, because again, you know, like Dream Child, <laughs> like this is what it's competing against here. What are we doing? No one likes the second one. People like Dream Warriors just because they have to pick a sequel to like, gotta be honest about that one. What are we doing here? I get a nightmare. First one, horror masterpiece. Fantastic. The second best nightmare movie ever, 2010. We're done. Everyone, the 31 Days of Dread, angrily, enthusiastically, though, recommends this movie. 2010, Nightmare on Elm Street. You're going to have to buy it or rent it on Amazon Prime or Google Play. It's there. Check it out. Let me know. Quick announcement. Quick announcement. So this episode is dedicated to my father, R.I.P. Tony DeLuca, Tony Ironfeet. We love you and we miss you every single day. 